Piers, welcome to the Raising Mentally Fit Kids podcast. It is such a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you very much. And Claire, such a pleasure to see you again and be working with you again. Yeah, gosh. Well, we've had um, some great times at Bucks University and you were one of my professors and definitely gave me the buzz for positive psychology and really, you know, the application of positive psychology. And so much I've learned from you, I'm using every single day with my clients. So it really is an absolute jewel to have you here. So thank you very much. And also very topical because today we're going to talk about young people going off to university and how they can look after and nurture their own mental health. So just give us a little bit of background on the work that you've done in universities with students and, their men- and looking after mental health. Um, I worked in Buckinghamshire New University for 16 years. I spent five years working full time in, in student support in support of students and then I started teaching so I spent 11 years teaching and essentially the same support mechanisms rolled over into the teaching environment and I loved it Mm. I'm in the bizarre situation where the last thing I did in my working life was the best and what I enjoyed the most yeah yeah and And uh, well I'm very lucky to have been one of your students Um, I've got a question actually for you. Uh, I was talking to my 17 year old daughter last night and I was saying, I'm going to be interviewing Piers tomorrow. What questions do you think I should ask him? And she said, mom, I'd like you to ask him, how can young people prepare for leaving home, particularly after such a long time in lockdown, surrounded by their families. And I have noticed, actually, Izzy is thinking about um, moving away, and she actually wants to go and study in the States, in California. And she is getting quite sentimental and nostalgic, and she keeps saying to me, I'm really appreciating every single moment I've got in the house at the minute. So I was really intrigued when she said that. So what, what would be your answer to Izzy and I'm sure lots of other young people. Um, it's it's a very real question. I think a lot of people are going to face it. Um, what I feel I'm learning and I'm trying to watch it very carefully. Um, the message is that the prevalence of mental health concerns is rising in young people in lockdown. Yeah. And so that may be coming with them as they come out. I'd say, enjoy every moment with your family. Remember what's the best in your family, all those kind of things. And also remember you're about to start an adventure. Mm. And I've got a lot of things to say about the adventure. Yeah. Um, so that. Is, is that okay as a start? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's great. And and like you said, and so the adventure begins for these. And you know, and I was trying to explain to her as well that you've got this family around you who love you, and you know, you've got a connection. However, when you move abroad, you're going to have a new tribe, a new set of people, a new family. And I am saying this from someone who's lived abroad for over twenty years. I left, you know, my family and all my really good friends and you keep them, don't you? But it's just, you have a new set of people you surround yourself with and they also become like family as well. 
and it's such uh it is an adventure and it's 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 great you know that she's at this part of her life i i throw in one extra there from watching international students coming mm. so international basically means anyone outside britain yeah coming to study in britain and while there were exceptions most i believe pretty much all i saw it worked mm. um they brought something with them they brought a different perspective mm. they weren't hung up in the local culture and the local worries and they brought often a lightness or a difference that actually was quite striking to see and what attracted other people yeah so i'd throw in you know hold the possibility that you're actually bringing something with you as a young person to a new place that other people might value and enjoy yeah that's a great point that's that's really great i and you just touched on a really important point there as well of the international students and i'm surrounded by parents who are thinking of sending their children abroad to study a lot of them will end up in united kingdom what kind of support I know that you're coming from a Bucks, um, the Buckinghamshire New University perspective, but in general, what kind of support is there for students when they when they come to England? I think what's available in the university I worked at and now visit is fairly consistent. Mm. Um, I think you can assume. And I'm going to use certain generic names, and they can be they can be tweaked. There will be study support skills. Okay. So it's the recognition that moving to an in university environment, even if somebody's been studying for ages, there will be new skills. So it's not a remedial question; it's a how do you get coaching to perform in new skills? Yeah. And there will be a context in which something like that will be available. Some of it will be online. Some of it will be in person. Um, so that's there. I would say to any student, because it's like coaching for good performance, mm. go for it. Yeah. That's number one. Number two is if you look at a hundred young people, you're going to find a proportion of them, potentially one in four, um, maybe slightly less, maybe slightly more, will have some kind of um, mental health difficulty, mental health struggle, worry, something like that. Yeah. So there will be some form of counselling support. It, uh, it, it will almost inevitably be in person. Um, no surprise, more and more these days, there is online support available. So that's going to be there. Um, a third category is, again, a proportion of the student group will have something like dyslexia, mm -hmm. some kind of um, educational need that's perhaps unique to them or unusual to them. So there will be someone there that will address if there is something like dyslexia present and offer support so you've yeah. got three forms of support there yeah that's fantastic and i would say from experience please 
take it, you know, and this needs to be really driven home to our children that there is a tremendous amount of support there for you and please look for it, be prepared, be prepared to succeed. Because when I went to university, my anxiety was at such an all time high. And for three years, I struggled. I, my anxiety was awful. I had actually um, a fear of vomiting in front of people. So I wouldn't, I hated going to lecture theaters. I used to make all my friends sit at the back with me. Couldn't go to cinemas, couldn't go on the, on the tube. I, I, was, I was crazy. I was you know, up to my eyeballs and beta blockers. And on my, um, my finals, it was a typical May day. I don't know why, you know, it's always May when we do these exams, when it's boiling hot, isn't it? And I got to the finals, huge, great, big uh, sports hall. I was right in the middle. It's like my worst nightmare. And I had a complete panic attack. And um, I'd taken my shoes off to try and ground myself. And um, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be sick. I was just I thought I was going to die. And then it was a bit like seasickness, you know, when you think you're going to die and then you, you want to die <laughs> after a while. Someone came over to me and she said, come on, we need to get you out of here. And I didn't even have time to put my shoes on. And I just went off and she actually took me to, um, to a room. It must've been, you know, an educational support room where the windows were all open. People were there. She brought me a glass of water. She was like, look, we'll give you another half an hour. Just calm yourself down. You are going to be fine. And I did, I finished my, um, my finals and, and I just thought, why didn't I tell anybody I was going through this? Why did I struggle and struggle with this? And I just didn't tell anybody how bad my anxiety had got. And there would have been so much support for me if I'd just been honest with myself and honest with, with some of my professors. So yes to that, absolutely yes. Um... The extraordinary thing is the support is there. Yeah. So I'd say to any young person entering university, please go look for it. Go look for it early so you know mm. where you know you know where it is. You've got it's not remedial or any you know, any word that might be like that is there to genuinely help you settle and succeed. Yeah. And you're picking up, you see, you're picking up one point. I'm gonna say it a certain way you know and you can change my words if you like one of my consistent experiences is when a young person has anxiety they often walk away from support not towards it and so my message to students was if you you know if it's wobbly for you whatever permutation of that word would walk towards the support not away from it yeah and it's a clue you know, so you mentioned as we started, you know, people around you, that kind of thing. If somebody is essentially not engaging, looking as if they're walking away, looking as if they're not doing something, it's the clue. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I can go hand on heart. You look at an organization and you think it's kind of mechanical or rational. I was surrounded by people who loved being supportive. Mm. So it's like, it's there. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh my gosh. If you could go back and just give your younger self some advice, there's a lot uh, that would go my way for sure. And, and you right, you, you really hit the nail on the head there because I often say to parents and children that anxiety's best friend is avoidance. And if you can see um, young people starting to avoid or self-sabotage or creating these, you know, 
um, illnesses or that, you know, just anything to get out of doing something that they're fearful of, like the fear of failure, fear of what other people think of you, the fear of getting it, getting it wrong. The, it's just, you know, you just have to get out of your head, don't you? And, and really kind of connect to your body. And like you said, walk towards the support, even though your anxiety will be saying, don't, don't do it. Stay with me where it's safe. Don't listen to it. Go and get the help that you need because yeah, there's such a fabulous, um, you know, department there of, of people who want to help. And, you know, we were talking before we got on the podcast about how we could talk about mental health until the cows come home, couldn't we? But we were literally, this is our favorite subject. And you will be with people who have chosen to go into this career of helping students because they love it. You know, you're not going to be a burden to them. You are going to make their day by walking in and they can help you. I mean, there is another, there's another way of saying it or translating it, which might be part of the encouragement to walk towards, because you see what most of us want when we are trying something new is to know that there is a caring person there, a caring adult, mm. who will, as it will be a scaffold or watch over you, whatever permutation, be there if you need them, won't be there if you don't need them. Yeah that lovely balance so you can choose um and so that's what i'd encourage people to go and look for the caring adult will be there if i need them leave me be when i don't so you know the mix between the two yeah yeah that's great advice so what um if you've got a parent and the parent is worried about their their teenager going off to university and you know a typical phrase that I hear a lot, a question that I have when, you know, parents send their children to me for therapy is, how are they going to cope? How are they going to cope? And this is the question that the parents are asking. So what advice would you give to young people and to parents to really reassure them that they can cope? I'd, I think we've touched on it already. I'd encourage a young person walking into a new context to work the context out. Now, part of working it out is physical. Where are things? Mm. Um, I'd say top of my list, I'd go and look for the support places. Um, where are they? Um, what are they offering? You know, mm. is it in person? Is it online? Is it both? So know where they are, know, know that they are skills, essentially skill support sources. And it can be like, you know, life skills as well as academic skills. That would be, that would be number one. Um, I'd go within the structure, there will be a course tutor. Mm. I think Many places are now resorting to what they call a personal tutor, who is their personal contact for a year, sometimes more. So that can be the person to turn to. Um, I think some places are now using mentoring or peer group mentors. Mm. So I'd say they're there. Um, so essentially, I'm, I'm saying quickly, find the lie of the land, find the structure, find the support that is there in a good sense to be to be the scaffold, the 
you know, the ground around us while we settle, while we learn something new. Yeah. Um, that, I, I'm being very literal, I'm being very practical, I'm being very organised uh, in my answer. Um, what else is there? I'd, I'd also say trust yourself. Um, as a as a young person, I mean, I look back and I wish I'd had somebody to tell me something like that when I was young. <laughs> yeah. um, it does work out. It will work out. There will be people who care. You, you know, um, have that, hold that as a belief system. Mm. So places and people that will want to be of support. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Fabulous. And I, I, as you were saying that, I was just writing down some ideas there to put on a prompt sheet uh, that I can just give as a PDF to parents and to young people. So they've just got a little checklist of things that they can do so they're fully prepared um, before they go off and head off to university. Can we, can we tweak that for a moment? Go on. It's a, take a step back into it. So I've been literal, but actually one of the things that um, we're touching on is what we might call mindset and beliefs mm. so go in with a mindset that there are people who will help there are places to help that things like learning something new takes time yeah be willing to be patient while you get it and settle and yeah. then it drops into okay then go and go look for the places where you'll get this but the um I'm sorry, I'm laughing for a moment because I'm I'm laughing because I'm going back to the memory of an amazing student I dealt with. And uh, she was the one who in the middle of a full lecture theatre would put her hand up and ask a question. And she, you know, she would. Um, so she had the guts to do that. And there was one day she said to me, you will teach me until i get it mm. she, she was saying it's not my job to run around understanding it is it is on some level but you will stay with me and teach me until i get this and i'd say have the courage to hold yeah. that well yeah yeah that's phenomenal yeah, I wish I'd done that with my thematic analysis. I wish I hadn't just scarped out of the lecture theatre. <laughs> that was my responsibility for sure. Um, Piers, just one final thing that I would just like, just just to give um, some ideas of how you look after your well-being on a daily basis. Do you have any routines or any daily habits that you do that just you know lift you up if you're feeling um, like you need a bit of help with your well-being? um uh walk so i very rarely get a bus i uh, you know i don't have a car i walk everywhere so the physical exercise there is green space and nature near me i walk there i am enthralled with the way nature changes mm -hmm. so the, the usual story mobile phone with a camera um, you know, I'm forever photographing unusual things. So it's a way of engaging with the environment. Yeah. Um, sleep. Sounds really obvious. What's the one thing that young people would come to me about time and time again? I can't sleep. I don't yeah. sleep. Yeah. On some level, they turn their sleep patterns upside down. 
I'd say, you know, try and get regular yeah. sleep. Yeah, it's almost like they get jet lag because their their body clock changes so much. They're in a constant state of being on a different time zone. Well, I I think they're in a time zone that they can control. So mm, I am there's a around you, and they're going. If I want to stay up all night, I'll stay up all night. <laughs> yeah. um, I would have students walk into a nine o'clock lecture, put their head down on the desk, and fall asleep. <laughs> And some people would look at me worried and go, you know, okay, what's this man going to do? Yeah. And I say, you know, they'll still hear me on some level. They'll hear me. Yeah. Yeah. So now bear with me. I'm, I may be misunderstanding. I just want to jump in on something. Yep. Go ahead. So is the way you're talking the process of, as it, as it were winding down, because there's a two, couple of other things I'd love oh, to go on. Say. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've got, we've we can carry on talking. Go on. If you've got some um, well, other points that you'd like to, to talk about. In, term, in terms of sorting out the geography of a place, I would also say go and sign on with a GP. Mm. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Sign on with a doctor. So if you need help, there is someone there. It was quite striking the number of students who wouldn't. Um, and so often if they were in need of help, we'd, we'd have to do something. The university had a GP's practice that would take people. Mm -hmm. um, but okay, add sign on with a GP. Yeah, that's a great tip. I'm going to throw in a, a couple of others just in case, because you see one of the things we'd see in young people would be they started to go, have I made the right decision? Can I change my mind? What if I failed a year? Something like that. So I'd go, any of that is normal. Um, what you would find in a university context is you can. So for example, if students make a decision very quickly, they can sometimes change course. Yeah. Um, if someone is involved and goes, hang on, I think I've made, I've made the wrong decision. I want to change direction. One thing people don't often understand about universities is if you complete a year and you do, essentially you complete and pass a year, you get academic credits and you get some form of certificate. Mm. So a change of direction is not a waste. Um, so whether that's change direction or leaving early, um, if one fails a year, essentially there are ways of redoing it or redoing assignments. So there will be something in the background. Mm. So these kind of thoughts aren't the end of the world. They are, there are mechanisms around where, which people can deal with. Yeah okay with that yeah that's really <coughs> such valuable advice uh, I'd go, I'd go one step further because sometimes these things were kind of interconnected the worries that i just mentioned i i'd say something and please reframe this or reword this if you want i would say to a young person nothing is so bad that it warrants self-harm yeah yeah um self-harm of some description injury suicide or something of that nature 
there are people who love you who will help there are mechanisms for supporting you redirecting they're there there's a structure it happens people are ready for it mm. so to me if self-harm comes on the scene in some way i'd say it's it, yes it's a warning sign yes it's alarming and yet it's also not the actual essence of the problem there's something else sitting beneath it that is triggering it so if i was dealing with a young person in that situation ao would be saying you cared about mm. nothing is that bad and i'd do a deal i'd say look if you're drawn towards this how about we pause and actually deal with what's triggering you mm. and to hold that space and try and resolve that and so that's the principle nothing is so bad that there is not some form of love and help and support there yeah so yeah. let's it's almost like let's try and stay out of that zone and believe the support is there before you get before it gets really bad um you know a, a phrase i would use is you don't have to be in a crisis in order to get help mm. come before the crisis yes yeah yeah so where i've gone there is it's almost like if, if i went to the foundation and wanted a, a young person to know something it would be that there are mechanisms to redirect change direction cope with failure you know something like that mm. And nothing is so bad that it warrants self-harm because they are beautiful young people. Mm. Um, you know, that's, you and I would both go, the real deal here, the real journey is to help them spot the good stuff in themselves mm. and do it and grow it and relate to it and enjoy it. Yeah. So, you know, maybe winding right back to the beginning it may be saying yeah start off with your strengths start the journey with your strengths in your pocket mm. anyway i i've kind of jumped yeah. around the landscape yeah no i think uh, that is is such an important message and and you're quite right as well you know getting uh, I keep saying children students young people to really think about their strengths their character strengths and not just fixate on the academic strengths because you know especially if you've been a, a top grade a student all of your life you've been told how amazing you are maybe you've gone through the education system being the best the best the best the best all of a sudden you get to university and you're on your own and you're with a peer group who are also could be the best of the best of the best in that particular area that you've decided to continue studying don't get wrapped up in that academic fear of failure um you know that pressure on yourself to be the best all the time because it's the other character strengths in your life that are really going to propel you forward it's that that grit that resilience all the other things that come as you know a whole person not yeah. just your grades that are going to get you where you want to be in life so that's a, a super point to to raise peers thank you there's one more angle on that. I mean, I'm going to the other end of the spectrum to what you, you're saying, because when I was teaching undergraduates, it was very striking that a lot of them in the room did not believe in themselves. 
Mm. And very often, and uh, you know, I, I can say it with a smile because it was part of the joke. Some of them absolutely would not speak to me. And they, it was almost as if, the, and I, I used to tease them sometimes in this group. It was like, I will not speak to you and there is nothing you can do that's going to make me speak to you. And part of this was they doubted themselves. Mm. And I could stand out front and I could look around the room and I could go, somebody's really, you know, somebody's really got it. Somebody's really good. And I try and encourage them to take the chance. Yeah. So it's about learning you're better than you think you are. Mm. I had one amazing conversation with a young man the year after I taught him. I taught him the first year, would not speak to me the entire year, would not. I saw his exam results. They were amazing. I caught him in the corridor and I said, I told you so. You held out. You, you really good. Now, come on, believe it, trust it, do it. And that was the conversation that got him. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, definitely. Self-belief. Yeah. You are better than you think you are. Amen. <laughs> you know, the words you use, you, you know, grit, persistence, doggedness actually you and i both know from looking at the educational background those are often the things that break people through into high performance yeah yeah definitely at 68 i can look back and go by today's standard when i was in school i would have been classed a failing pupil the standards change mm -hmm. the only thing i had going for me is i just kept going yeah i just would not give up so there you go be dogged as well be dogged thank you Piers it's been an absolute pleasure hearing your voice and listening to your wisdom it's uh, the listeners I, I'm just sure you you've absolutely loved hearing Piers speak and I hope that you will come onto the podcast again because as we've talked about we can talk about this these these topics over and over again but um, thank you very much for taking time out of your day to come onto the podcast. My pleasure. Always good. Bye-bye. <laughs>